All praises to the Most High. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show, a live episode where we love to uplift black men, black women, black teen, black child, black royalty. And today we have a very important topic that I wanted to talk about. And actually, my guy Cassius McGowan, ISF Production, wanted to talk about as well is that something that's very important in our community. Music makes madness. And I know a lot of people probably see that title and saw the title like, oh, here you go with that bush. Going to try to blame music on why uh, things happen in our community and not taking responsibility ourselves. And that's not the case. But this needs to be addressed because when you constantly seeing the negative instances and negative circumstances and negative environment we in, and when you see negative music and negative images and stuff constantly pushed out to our community and our community alone, and we see negative things that happen in our community, I don't know about you, but me, I'm not happy with it. Me, I'm not satisfied with it. Me, it hurts my feelings. Me, it makes me angry. Now, I know a lot of people won't agree with a lot of things that are said, and that's cool, but we have to have this discussion. Because when I say music makes madness, it's the weapons of war designed to attack the black community. And this is why I say that. We got a lot going on right now, not only in Memphis, but across the country, not only across the country, but across the world. And when you sit back and look at the state of our community, a lot of us are doing well, but a lot of us are doing poorly, extremely poorly. Now, as I say, I know everybody is not going to take the approach that I take because I still live within the community right here in Whitehaven in Memphis, Tennessee, where I was born, where I was raised. I still live there because I think it's important for us to see us, especially so-called successful uses, young uses to see older uses. But my whole thing is that people that know me, they know I was in television for a long time with mainstream TV. And I used to always complain about God. Damn. We always get negative images of, of us on the news because if it's a murder or some killing or some robbing, you know, we're going to be breaking news. We're going to be top stories. We're going to be the first five stories of the newscast. But I also understood and realized that it's a lot of us doing positive things as well, and that doesn't make the news. And they'll tell you, well, it don't make the news because people are not interested in hearing it. Now, people will be interested in hearing it if you show it. I was like, damn, because we do more than just that. But looking at the state of our community, looking at things that are happening, looking at things that continue to happen, and looking at the mindset of a lot of our young royals, I think about it, it pisses me off. It actually it physically hurts. It literally physically, mentally, and emotionally hurts because I don't like to see us like this. I don't like to see us treating each other this way. I don't. Then I sit and think, but like, okay, I know a lot of us act ignorant. A lot of us act out of control. But a lot of us act well. A lot of us are professionals, respectful, hardworking, law-abiding, just want to stay out the way. But some of us, a lot of us, act like they don't have a care or don't give a damn in the world. And why is that? So I started, you know, I ain't going to say I started. I've been there because I was a teenager. I was young, 20s. I loved that music. 
But music makes madness. And don't think that the music companies don't understand that. Because a lot of the rap that we get right now, let's be honest now. Let's be honest. Think about a rapper. Think about a rap song. Before I say anything, what is it going to include? Cass, what you think? What is it going to include? Just think, what, what is it going to include? Uh, Nine times out of ten. I can tell you. Drugs. Killing us. Yes. Us killing each other. It's going, it's going to have that. 100%. Drug use. Robbing each other. Stripping. Promiscuity. Abominable immoral acts. Abominable moral acts. Satan worship. And regardless of your religious beliefs or whatever, whatever, what you believe, what you don't believe, Satan worship, raping, violence against our women, lack of regard for each other's lives and lack of regard for each other's possessions. And not only that, lack of regard for each other's relationships. Because we're rapping, brag about taking somebody woman, taking somebody man. But our rap music is going to have those components. I can't think of any other genre of music that does that, but ours will. Every last one of them. And I be listening because I'm older now, I'm 48. So I try not to be too disconnected. So I think about, you know, I'll be like, dang. So I listen to some some of these, I guess that I want to say younger rappers or new rappers. I, I would just listen to a guy the other day. I don't, I'm listening to the young, young Roy and I'm like, man, dude. These dudes are creative. These dudes are talented. These dudes have some real talent. They can put some words together, but the music is killing each other. Brag about it. Robbing each other. Brag about it. Doing not just drugs, not not weed, but drugs, drugs. Hard drugs. Drugs that kill you. Rapping about that, bragging about that, taking from each other. And I think, you know, and I, I, so what happens is that when you rap about that or sing about that or show it, our young royals, our children are listening to that. So what happens is that they think that's the life they're supposed to live. So the cycle stars, the programming stars, they think that's how they're supposed to go out in life. So what happens then? They end up getting locked up. They end up getting killed or locked up. Because those, those are really the two outcomes that's going to happen. You're either going to get killed or you're going to get locked up. And we're killing each other and we're pretty much imprisoning one another. Because we act like we don't care. And I look at that like, okay. We're killing each other. Music is not only the music, but TV shows, the movies. That's what we get. Those kind of movies we get. Those kind of shows we get. Drug dealers. It was criminals. That's good storylines in it, but drug dealers. It was criminals. Them kind of shows we get. Or stripper shows. I know we do a lot of great things, but that's what we get. And that's really why I made a decision to start this show. I kind of figured, you know, you know, mine trying to stay positive, and I am going to try to stay positive. 
But some things need to be addressed because I really care about what's going on in our community, whether you like me or not, or whether you whether you like it or you or you don't care. I do. Because I do not like constantly turning on the television or social media and saying, "Okay, man, one of us has killed another one of us again. And they're young. One of us have robbed another one of us again, again, or broken our homes. Now we locked up, which is all a part of the plan. We helping, but it's all a part of the plan. Let them kill each other or let them commit crime so we can lock them up. Because it's all a part of the plan. Now we know a lot of us are locked up. A lot of us. Why is that? Is it because we're more violent than everybody? No, that ain't it. That ain't it. According to prisonpolicy.org, we blacks, is what they say, make up 13% of the total population, but we make up 40% of the people in prisons. Now, as far as the 13% of the total population, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe that because they've been saying that for 10, 20 years. And it's way more of us than they tell you. But I do know that it's a lot of us in prison. It's a lot of us in jails. It's a lot of us in juvenile facilities because I still go talk to people in prisons and in jails, and I've done it before in juvenile facilities. I went to a prison in uh, Mississippi to speak a couple of months ago, and I walk in, it's a gym full of people. It's probably about 500 people in there. About, at least about 500. And I'm not lying. How many of you think was black, uh, uh, Cassius? Um, Out of 500. 500? Um, what, 200? Hell no, bro. Literally, out of 500 people, it was about 480 brothers in there. Are you serious, uh, man? It was about 480 brothers in there. That's cold. But that's the agenda. That's what it is. Nationally, we blacks get locked up at nearly five times the rate of whites. Some states, it's much higher. In New Jersey, blacks get locked up at a rate 12 and a half times more than whites. And one out of five black people in prison have gotten life in prison. Now, recent reports, it say nearly 7 million people locked up in the U.S., 2 million are black. Why is that? Why is that? Are we more violent? Naturally, naturally more violent? No. No. Because you have nations on this earth who have robbed and stealed and killed and wiped out whole Races of people, so we can't be the most violent because we ain't never done that. But why is that? Let's take a look at the environment and influences. Let's look at the music because music programs you now. Whether you want to believe it or not, like media and TV, I'm telling you now, media doesn't reflect reality. It creates reality because you watch something on television. It tells you what's normal. It tells you what's okay. It don't reflect what you're doing. It don't even all the time reflect what that what you're supposed to be doing. It reflects what somebody else wants you to do. That's what it does. I say music we get now, specifically rap music, as I said, talks about killing one another, another black person, selling drugs, using drugs, robbing no respect for one. Violence, 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 violence. Just us. I, don't, I, don't, I cannot, can, can, I can't think of a country in 
Western song do that? Do they do that? Country music? No, they don't do that. What about rock and roll? Everybody talk uh, about doing drugs, but they ain't talking about killing each other. No, no, no. no, no. What else? R and B? They just be singing, singing. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times, them talk. They talk about it too. They, you know, because some of these rappers are R and B singers, and they be yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, but but we do. What other genre genre of music I'm missing? Classical? You know, they ain't doing that. Jazz? Jazz? Hell no. They just playing instruments. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no, blues? Nope. But even though you know Chuck Berry, rock and roll started with him. So, but but no, just us. I don't, I don't understand. But they say, that's what people want to hear. People want to hear that. So that's why they make that music. Because that's what they want to hear. Is it really? You had a comment, too. What's the comment? What's yeah, uh, Derek Guy said uh, uh, he wonder how the drugs and guns get here in the, in the first place. Good question. Good question. Good, good question, Didi. Good question, De- Derek Guy. They giving us the tools to kill each other. Yeah. They do. We not flying planes, bro. We not flying drugs over here. We not flying guns over here. We not manufacturing them guns. But we don't understand what's going on. Of course, we have to take responsibility for it happening, for us doing what we do to one another. But my whole thing is when it's going to stop. See, we see things. And my brother Didi just asked a great question. Who bringing the guns and the drugs over here and dropping them off in our communities and making them available to us? Who you think doing that? We ain't doing it. We just going to get it. Then we going to get it and we immediately lay eyes on one another. Because if we was killing, if we was killing another race of people, any other race, oh, your ass won't be getting that. But as long as we doing it one another, keep it doing. You really think they want to stop crime in our communities? What do you think? You think they really want to stop it? No. Nope. Nope. Also, like and subscribe to Doc Holiday Show. Appreciate it. Thank you for your support. No. Now, they say, like I said, they say people, they, well, they rap about that because that's what people want to hear. Now, young royals and people will pay for what they like, good music. We'll pay for good music. Now, I'm 48. So, in the 1980s, I grew up when rap was just first coming around. So, I'm going to name some names. Tell me. Run DMC. LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, Houdini, Public Enemy, Eric B. and Rakim, KRS-One, Salt and Pepper, The Fat Boys, Kid and Play, MC Hammer, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, The Sugar Hill Gang, Slick Rick. Now name me one song from any of those groups and people I just met that talked about killing, selling, drugs, stripping. Doing drugs. I wait. I wait for a minute. Can you name me one, Cash? Out of all them groups, now name me one. I can't because it wasn't about that. But they made good music. And guess what we was doing? We, we, we were paying for it. Yeah, we were listening to it. Yeah, entertainment. Entertainment. So it ain't that you know this, that what they want to hear now. But we ain't the ones making those decisions, those music executives. We ain't the ones making those decisions. Because the music changed around 1988. That's when it changed. Who brought who helped bring in that big change in music? You remember? 
Cause we went from cause them dudes was rapping LL Cool J. I need love. Oh uh, NWA. Run DMC. You talk too much. I'm the king of rap. Houdini. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fat boys. Fat boys. Yeah. Ha- happy music, man. Happy music. MC like dancing, kid and play dancing. KRS One. Conscious mm-hmm. rap, bro. Conscious. Uplift. Rap. Public enemy. Conscious rap. Teaching. Teaching. Changed though. Changed. Cause back then we was listening to that music. We wasn't thinking about. Grabbing no guns, shooting at one another. No. We might throw them hands. No, ain't no mic. We're going to throw them hands if you want to throw them hands. But it would be cool. But no, it changed around 1988. Like NWA brought in that gangster rap. Rap music has never been the same. Now, I grew up, a, I, around that time, I was a huge NWA fan. I had the Black Raiders jacket on. I wore the all black. They used to call me Doughboy because, you know, Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. Oh, for <laughs> you know real. Because I was, you know, a little chubby. You know, I was a little chubby playing football. I was still chubby. Yeah. I ain't had no Jerry Curl, though. But I had, you know, the Raiders jacket. You know, yeah. I, I stayed in the all black, man. So I was a huge NWA fan. Huge Easy Easy Eating Them fan. But now that I look back, now that I'm older, that music was destructive. Because that's when. A lot of people wanted to be gangsters then. A lot of people wanted to be gangbangers then. A lot of people wanted to be. It just changed. Now, it wasn't that we didn't want to hear that other music anymore. It's just the music industry made a decision to not give us that music anymore. They made a decision for a reason. And this is the reason. Now, this is according to an anonymous letter written by an anonymous music executive, said he was called to a secret meeting along with other music executives around 1991. Now, I'm pretty sure people, some people may have read, heard about this letter. Some people may have read the letter. It's like the, the letter that changed hip-hop forever. But this anonymous music executive said he was called to this meeting at a home in California. It was about 25 to 30 music executives, according to this guy who wrote this letter. The topic was take rap music into a new direction. He said that was the topic. He said when he got there, he saw people in the music industry that he knew he was familiar with, but he saw these other people he was not familiar with. And little did he know, he said the people that he was not familiar with were people from the prison industry. You ever heard this, this story, Cass? No. Yeah. No. People from the prison industry. Now, he said... It was the music executives, people from the prison industries. Now, according to this guy in this letter, you can believe it or not, because people are like, I had made up, but okay, whatever. I believe it because what has transpired and what has happened since then. He said the prison executives told the music executives, prisons, prisons were now privately owned. So what happens is that it's privately owned, but they get money from states and from the government based off the number of inmates they have. So each inmate represents a lot of money. More inmates, the more money they get. He says he was also told as these privately owned businesses, as prisons, that's privately owned businesses, they become publicly traded, they can buy shares. So he said the music industry's job was to help people 
put black people in jail. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. And how can you do that? Change the music. Make gangster rap more popular. Have create more gangster rappers. Have them talk about killing and robbing one another. Have them talking about them those things, which were happening in our community, which is still happening in our community. But there's a lot of other things happening in our community as well. So now we get the music about gangbanging, killing, selling drugs, robbing. And we know the whole East Coast versus West Coast thing was huge for music companies and for prisons. Some say it's a lie. Some say it's a conspiracy theory. But remember, don't y'all remember the East Coast? They had us in the East Coast, West, East Coast versus West Coast thing, and we, we down south. What were we rapping out of down south? Eight ball and JG and the pimping. Yeah. Yeah. In Memphis. Lay back. Outcast them. Jamming. That kind of stuff. UGK, you know what I'm saying? But no, they had us into it. There was a reason behind that. Change the music. Now, as I say, people say, ah, that, that could be a lie. Okay, but if you just do your research and look it up, a lot of judges and prosecutors, district attorneys, have been arrested, convicted, and jailed for wrongfully imprisoning black people. But that's the game. That's the plan. So for us to say music doesn't have any effect at all, no, nah, bro. Can't believe that. You got a question, too. Go ahead. You got those, uh, Didi said again, he said, so you think rappers can be a positive voice and a source and make change in their community slash world if, it wouldn't lo- if they wouldn't lost the sauce? Damn right. Yes. You know how many young people, man, young young royals, y'all call them young soldiers, but young royals and young kings and queens look up to these rappers? Man, their voices are huge. And I guarantee you, if your favorite rapper, whatever they rapping about, doing, I'm, I'm old, doing lean pills, whatever, if they change that, because these dudes are wordsmiths. These dudes are good at what they do. They have, the Most High has blessed them with all kinds of talent. They're just using it in the wrong way. So I feel like, even on 48, I, I, I do feel if they change and put out some positive images with the same kind of beats, come on, man. I think the mindset changes. But we got to understand, the people who control the music and the entertainment industry don't want the mindset to change. Because we can sit up here and say that, you know, all right, we, we ain't, Ain't nobody at war with us anymore. Are you serious? This is a system we going against. This is a worldwide system that's against us. Programming. Programming. Because if you think, I know for a fact, because I read and research a lot. People that know me, they know I read and research a lot. They have think tanks. You may not know what a think tank is. A think tank is an organization of people who get financed privately, who get financed by the government. And their whole job, their only existence, how can we keep these prisons full? How can we keep these black people at one another? How can we keep all this violence in in their neighborhoods? 
Some people are like, ah, that ain't it. Everything. Okay. You ain't got to believe me. You ain't even got to agree with me, but I study. This is what they do. It's a system now. It's a system. Now, some of us, unfortunately, just don't care. They're good with their job. They're nice with their nice house, with their things. They don't really look at the rest of us with any, with any hurt. they just like, as long as they cool, they don't care. But we don't understand. This is self-destruction. This is self-genocide. I don't like to see it because if he, if how are we gonna keep going? We keep going and on. How many how, how many of us are left? If you think the system want us around, you're wrong. Even the ones that's in it who think they got high positions, they don't want them around. But they think they want them around. This is a system we're dealing with now. Prisonpolicy.org also says U.S. government spends $81 billion on prisons and jails. And good question, D.D. $4 billion on private prisons and jails. Now, when they're in jail, remember about 2 million of us, according to the, 2 million of the 7 million, according to the stats of us are in jail. 2 million of the people in jail. 2 million of the 7 million people in jail. It's us. So, it's worth all that money. Now, also, when they're in there now, these prisoners, according to the stats, that's how much they make a day. How much you think, Cash? Yeah, I heard it was like like $6. I mean, six, six cents or something like that, right? Yeah, Too Short and Ice-T, they some good rappers too, but I, I, don't, I ain't like Ice-T. That cat was a cow. Yeah, hey, what's the name? Said, uh, singer, Mr. Singleton, Rashad said, teach brother, bring out that fire, man. Hey, Rashad, appreciate that, I Appreciate that, brother, and thank you for coming on the show, man. Your, your episode is going to be airing pretty soon, so appreciate it, brother. But, yeah, Too Short and Ice, too. Yeah, they was cool, too. But, you know, Too Short, these are the tales. That's why, you know, hey, he thought, he thought but Ice-T is a cow to me, man. But, anyway, all this money spent on prisons. Now, how much you say that you think? I said six cents. A day. A day. 87 cents a day. 87 Less than a dollar. Less than a dollar. Yeah, man. Modern-day slavery, huh? Man. People say slavery was abolished, right? Ain't that what they say? That's what they say. Was it? They just changed up the changed up the game. What's? Let me ask y'all. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna sit back for a minute. I might get an answer. I know, but, but was slavery was was it abolished? Was it? I sit back for about ten seconds. Hell no, it wasn't abolished. No, it wasn't abolished. The 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution abolished slavery except as a punishment for crime. Except as a punishment for crime. So what happened is that now we can talk about what's happening to us now. And we have to take some responsibility of what's happening to us now. But we also cannot forget the circumstances Leading up to our present circumstances. Because I'm telling you now, we have not always been this way. We truly come from royal lineage. We truly are a royal people above all people. But a lot of us don't know that. Because we don't know our true identity. All we know is the history they're going to give us from 1619 to now. To now. Mm -mm. But 
So slavery was abolished except for punishment of crime. So slavery was not abolished. So they said they ended slavery, but for punish except for punishment of crime. So what happened after that, after they ended slavery, what do you think they did, bro? What do you think they did, Cass? Uh, uh, they, you told me, I forget. I I'm going to tell, tell you again. You, uh, yeah, you told me, though. Yeah. They abolished slavery. Y'all free. Y'all free. Then they hurry up and made a whole bunch of laws. Penalize you. If you're sitting out, yeah. Made them what you call black codes. Black you used to code. have slave codes. That's what it is. They changed the term to black codes. Black codes. You free. Go ahead. But they made it illegal to not have a job. They made it illegal to not have a house. Nowhere to stay. Black codes. So you free. Go ahead. You ain't got no job. Oh, you going to jail then. Because slavery is abolished except it's punishment for crime. That's what the yeah. black code. Yeah. So you free. But you ain't got no job. Also, now I'm finna lock you back up, put you back on the plantation. So you back in slavery. You back in slavery. The black codes were restrictive laws designed to limit the freedom of African Americans and ensure our availability. And I say our because that's me as well. Yeah, be sure to like and subscribe to Doc Holiday Show. Appreciate you. And if you like this content, please, you know, with grassroots. But. Black codes were restrictive laws designed to limit the freedom of African-Americans and ensure our availability as a cheap labor force after slavery. Actually, did you know this? 1865, Mississippi and South Carolina enacted, enacted the first black codes. You know, my, it's my roots, Mississippi. My dad and them, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Now, Mississippi required blacks have written evidence of employment for the upcoming year. You had to present this each January. So, you free, but you got to have a job. Not only you got to have a job, because if you ain't got no job, you're going to jail. You got nowhere to stay, because you were just free, living with somebody else. But now you got nowhere to stay, oh, you're going to jail. But now they say, okay, you got to have written evidence of employment for the upcoming year, that's each January. So you got to go to them and say, here, see, I got a job for the whole year. Okay, cool. Where you working at? Who, okay, fine. Check that. Okay, that works out. But just say you want to quit that job. You want to quit that job before the year was up. Now you had to give the money back that you made up to that point. You got to give it back. And you get locked up. In South Carolina, a law was passed that said unless black people, unless black people pay, pay an annual tax of $10 to $100, the only jobs they could have was as a farmer or servant. So if you're free, if you're an enslaved person that was sleep, if you're an enslaved Hebrew that was free, and they say the only job you can have unless you pay $10 to $100 annual on this tax, only job you can have is as a farmer or as a servant, what would the hell, what were you doing during slavery? Farming and serving, right? Correct. So you you going back to that. Right. Against with the same slave owners who you worked for, to the same plantation probably, or somebody else's, but under the same conditions. Yes, uh Desiree said it's slavery just evolved. 
Yeah, it's just a, it, it has it has evolved. It's it's changed this face. Then, uh, but she, it, yeah, well, excuse me. Yeah. No. Shebra Yah, she said, uh, "You got to pay for everything that was freely given to us." Yeah, you got to pay for it now. Exactly. And we, you can't, you know, you say it's free, but they was whooping our ass, killing us. So they got it off our labor, and I'm talking about they, the system, the United States. Great Britain, Spain, Portugal. The system. Those are just places. So you free, but you got to have somewhere to stay. You got nowhere to stay? Oh, you locked up. So now you locked up. Now you can go back to slavery. Uh, you got no job? Okay, now you go back to slavery. Vagrancy laws. I read somewhere you couldn't even be, you couldn't even be found walking along the railroad tracks. They will lock you up. You know why they didn't want you walking along the railroad tracks? You try to get on the, on the train to go somewhere else. They want you to do that. They lock you up. So with the black codes, you had to have labor contracts. Most of these labor contracts were offered on plantations by former slave owners. It was illegal to be homeless, jobless. Black codes were slave codes renamed. So not only were they finding ways to lock us back up, specifically black men, the process to break up the black family was also still going and was about to get even stronger. Because when people think that this is something different, then when Pharaoh said, look, all of males born to Hebrew women, kill them. But the females keep alive. That system of thinking has never changed. Now, black women, black men, we have the same fight. We do. Because it's hard for both of us. But it's hard on us. And a lot of times we've made it harder on us. But I know why we're going through these things. That's Deuteronomy 28 and 54. Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you don't know. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what the hell you're supposed to be doing. You don't know what the hell that you're doing is keeping you in the condition that you're in. If you don't know who you are, if you have rules you're supposed to be living by, but you don't know that from the great and only one rule giver. He gives us a set of rules for us to live by. But if we don't know who us are, we ain't looking at them rules like that apply to us. So we don't know why we in this condition. That's why we in this condition. And why are we destroy for a lack of knowledge? Cash, why do you think we destroy for a lack of knowledge? Why? Because we don't look for it. Yeah, you are correct. Because we don't look for it. Knowledge is all over the place. You are correct. It's on the internet, books. It's all over the place. Yeah. People. All you got to do is put this down sometimes, but they don't want you to, they don't want us to put these down, bro. It's programming. Get off some of these social media platforms, except YouTube when you're watching this, but other than this, you know what I'm saying? We watching on Facebook and Instagram too. Are we on, are we watching on Facebook and Instagram too? Okay. Except for them right now. That's why we destroy for a lack of knowledge because a lot of us don't read. It's all kinds of information out there that are telling you who exactly who we are, why these things happening to us, and how we can stop it. But we think all these are isolated things. Oh, we've evolved. Things have gotten better. I, I want to I ask a question. You think things have gotten better with us, Cash? Oh, no. Y'all think things have gotten better with us? I say no. No. 
because I still remember when I look back and my dad, my dad and them generation growing up in Mississippi, they were poor, but dad was there. Mommy and daddy was in the house. And a lot of kids, they were sharecropping, picking cotton, but mommy and daddy was in the house. Look at my aunts and uncles, two parent households. They was there. So, okay. Now, Gotta bring up the family. All part of the agenda now. Music helps with that now. Because right. it's the images. Okay. According to the Moynihan Report, in 1965, the out of wedlock birth rate for black people was 25%. So that means, you know, people having kids that ain't married. 25%. Which was high. Which, but majority of them together. Family together. Strong family unit, because you need that balance of the man and the woman. Kids need that balance. Father's hard, mother's loving. Father supposedly, righteously, got to have that balance. 1965 birth rate, 25%. Out of wedlock birth rate. Now, 70%. Black men taken out of the home. Now, some decided to leave. Some decided to leave. But that also goes back to Deuteronomy 28 and 54. His eyes shall be evil towards his brother. Y'all know we be mean mugging each other like, oh, you try to speak to him. Uh-uh. His eyes shall be evil towards his brother and toward the wife of his bosom, which is his woman, and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. That's a condition. It's a curse. Stuff that happens to us, whether you believe it or not, you don't have to, but that's the reality of the situation. We ain't always been this way. So now, a black man taken out of the home. Some decide to leave. Some men ain't got no choice. They locked up. If they get locked up, they want to come back. They're like, huh, we can't allow that. Okay, but what if the single, single black woman wants to get another black man who's going to come in? Because I know plenty like that. Come in and take care of the kids who ain't theirs because they loving and nurturing like that. They're like, no, nah, we can't do that. Okay. So back then, even if the black man wanted to come back to his family or go into a family to help take care of the kids because he loved the mama, he was, he was discouraged to do so a lot of times by the, by the woman. And the family. You know why? You know why, Cash? Why he was discouraged to do that? Why is that? Because they 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 had what you call aid to families with dependent children. Welfare. Oh, yeah. So what that was is that, okay. All right. We know a lot of your men are locked up. A lot of them getting locked up. And you can say what you want to say, man. It's 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 hard for us to get jobs. Especially hard back then. We don't get them opportunities as everybody else gets. And we hold we held to a higher standard. I know from being in the workforce. I know from being in the business I was in. Because I'm I walk around, I'm I'm just serious. I don't I don't really just do a lot of laughing and talking. I do my my, my job. So what you get corn ass then? Angry black man. How? Yeah. Damn, I'm just doing my job, making money. I don't do all that giggling, all that fake giggling because you don't like me anyway. But it's cool with that. It don't upset me. So I'm like, okay, all right. But okay. Brothers out there working, can't find a job. A lot of times they probably went to jail because 
all these crimes, a lot of these crimes drawn up to point at us still to this day. It's okay. So what they have, they get, they say, we, we give you aid. But then they had midnight raids and the man in the house rule. You know what a midnight raid was? No. The government would come. If, like, if it's a black woman with kids, right. she's on welfare, she's getting aid, getting a house, food mm-hmm. stamps, somewhere to stay. They had a midnight raid. So they coming. See if it's a man in the house. So check it. Yeah. Hold it. You got Jared, Jared Green said now. It's, it's funny you say that it's, it's, it coincides because he said, cause because now the woman that's living in Section 8, uh, basically the man can't, uh, can't live with them. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, nothing has changed. You're right, you right, yeah. G. Green. It, it's the same because they don't want us in the home. They don't want us in the home. A lot of us want to be with our kids. I'm with my kids, I mean. But a lot of us brothers I know love their kids. But yeah, no, that, you get no. It's midnight raid, bro. Midnight raid. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Let us let us run in there. You got a man in the house. You lose your benefits. So if the brother out here struggling, trying to find a job, right? Right. Trying his best to find a job, can't get a job because we ain't in them hiring positions. Right. So the brother trying to find a job, I seen it. Trying to find a job, won't get hired for a reason. Cause they look at them resumes. Oh hell no, that name nope. Put it to the side. I just seen it happen. So the brother trying to find a job, can't find a job. He looking. He looking at his wife or either his the mother of his children. She has somewhere to stay. They got some food to eat. They got things. They're getting a check. But he can't live in there. Even to get himself together. Or until he gets himself together. Midnight Ray. Let him run in there. He in there. I still remember an old movie, man, with James Earl Jones and Diane Carroll. That movie talked about that. He was really? dating her. He couldn't even. She, the welfare people was coming. He couldn't even be in the house visiting. He was just in there visiting in his shoot. Does he live here? Run him up out of there. And it's the same thing now. Section 8. Big house. I mean, I know plenty of single women. Big houses. We got God. They living better than me, and I'm working. But the brother, man can't live there. You get, yeah, you get, you get your house, your food stamp, cell phone, all that. Oh, you got man? No, snatching it. That's for us. That's on us now, cause we ain't the only we ain't the only race of people that get welfare. We ain't the only race. We the only ones that make standing line though. You are correct. We the only ones. So now you create an environment where you're locking a man up. And as I say now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not showing responsibility. We got to take some responsibility. You're locking the man up. So now you ain't got no dads in the house. Children not getting that balance of the two parents. A lot of them hits the street, hit hit the streets. No discipline as far as paddling, right? Because you used to be able to do that in schools. Can't do that no more. If they catch you whooping your kid now, they won't try to lock you up. Okay, don't do that. So you take them out to schools. So the, the young people are undisciplined, unguided, unaccountable, because they don't want you to say nothing to them. They got them thinking you can do whatever you want to, and it's cool. No, it don't work that way, because they're setting them up for jail. Don't no, don't say nothing to them. Cause when they go to school, guess what they they represent money as well. Mm-hmm. That's why the schools don't want to kick them out. 
Now they didn't privatize schools. Why you got so many charter schools? Because everybody want to make money. They don't want you to discipline the kids. They want the kids to be comfortable. So a lot of times they driving the damn teachers crazy. Good teachers who trying to do their job can't do their job because a lot of the kids won't listen. Hmm. I mean, when I was, no, I taught school for a couple of years at Douglas High School. Kid pulled a pistol on me because I wasn't doing them showing love. I was disciplining them, though. Right. You know, talking to them like, look, brother, look, man, we ain't, check, check, right in my face. I just, I just, I just laughed. I just laughed. That's what we doing. But it, it didn't scare me. But I'm just saying, that's what happened. So no discipline because they get they want them to get ready to go. They want them to get ready for that prison system. They don't want them to remember all the things that we have invented. They don't want them to tap into that genius part of them. But even when they make the music, they tapping into that genius part of them. Bro, I listen to some, you know, I ain't going to call no names of no rappers. But I listened to, I was like, man, that's a cold-ass song. Mm-hmm. This dude can rap his ass off. But the lyrics were destructive as hell. Yeah. I was like, damn. Bro, you can talk about something else and they will still be bumping to it. So, you get that. Take the, take the, take the dads out of there. Or they take themselves out of the situation. But you can't whoop them. We ain't whooping at school. You can't whoop them. Because they're going to lock you up. Don't say nothing to them. At school. Because they want them there because they want the money. Don't really teach them what they need to know. Teach them so they can pass these standardized tests so they can keep getting funding. Because that's what it is. So you ain't teaching them. Don't, no, nah, don't teach them no trade. Hell no. Tripping. What about, how about we teach them financial literacy? Are you crazy? Well, they need to know about credit. No, they don't. They need to know uh, history. History, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, teach them that. They need to know all this math. What? I mean, I tried to take all this math. I ain't never went on to a job and they was like, give me this calculation. I'm like, no, they never asked me that. Nah. Not stuff that you can use. No, don't do that. Remember you used to have Votech? Yeah. You just kind of laugh and look down at the people going to Votech. That was dumb as hell. And they, they didn't want to get all the trade. They didn't want to get all the trade because they, they can use them hands, man. Took that out. I don't teach them no trade. Teach them stuff they can't use. Do that. But don't really. No, I don't. No. They're being disrespectful. So what? That's spending for a day or two. Now, give them in-school in suspension. We need them here in the building because we need that report. We need yeah. that funding. Yeah, you got Antonio Gardner. He said uh, you can't even whoop your kids, but the police are being justified to doing so. Yeah. You're right, AG. You're right, Antonio. Can't, they don't even want you to whoop your kids. They don't want you to do nothing to them. Nothing. No, no, we care about them. You care about them, huh? Well, why y'all keep letting, not letting this music hit the streets like that? And we can say what it is, bro. You you can you can't you could talk about killing black man, black woman all day, all night, twenty five hours a day. Robbing, you could talk about all of that. Raping, stripping, thotting, whatever they say. You can put all that kind of music out, but let your ass say something about uh, uh, negative about any other race of people, any other group of people. Your ass got some problem. You getting shut down, right or wrong? What they call canceled. You yeah. Canceled. But it don't matter. Oh, long, oh, they talking about killing each other. That's cool. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of us be like, hey, so what? So it's just entertainment. It's not just entertainment. It's programming. That's why I say music makes madness. 
music also makes good things. Because I can't help but to look back and think like, dang, man. Yeah, bro, I used to fight. I used to fight a lot. But then once NWA came, I did become a little bit more rowdy. I think I remember a DJ. No, I, I don't think. I remember a DJ. I saw a YouTube video of a DJ who was DJing in L.A. Mm-hmm. He said before NWA, he said you may have 2% of the people in the club that was gangbangers. Okay. He said after NWA, yeah, 80%. Really? 90%. Because they glorified it. Yeah. Now, I'm just saying, I, I, and when you look at how gangs were first formed, they weren't formed for that. Gangs were first formed to protect each other and look out for one another against other outside influences. Correct, correct. They're like, no, these dudes got power, so let's pit them against one another. Let's pay them. Let's drop off these guns, drop these drugs off in the community. Hey, man, all that damn country trap. KRS-One, what you talking about? I remember KRS-One, man, he made a song, bro. He was talking about uh, Shim. And Jacob's sons back then. Oh, really? Yeah, he was telling us who we really are. They got rid of that, though. That public enemy, all that music, man. That, that music was jamming. Jamming. Arrested really development. Was. Yeah. Did away with it. What we got now? Tupac Cole, that dude can rap his ass off of what? That, bro, thug life. Thug life gets your ass locked up. Am I right? Am I missing something or am I just old? If I'm just old, tell me. No, you got Pooh Shiest and uh, everybody else. No, man. And when, when that ain't how we always were. No. And my whole thing is that I know it ain't going to always be like this, but that's the present situation that we in. And I know my take and my perspective is it's not going to be, well, I don't know that. Well, yeah, universally popular, but it's okay. I ain't doing this to be popular. I'm doing this because it needs to be done. I'm tired of seeing negative images of us on television all the time. Tired of it, bro. Tired of it, sis. I love us just that much whether you do or not. That's on you. Because I have a goal and a job. And a purpose that the most high has and a path that the most high has placed me on. So I'm gonna do it. And if y'all, yeah, if y'all like the content of the show, support us. Appreciate you. You can cash out me at Doc Holler, uh, my guy Cassius McGowan at ISF Productions. I appreciate that. Because I'm not I'm not used to asking people for anything. But my team, Cassius and my guy Gina, they had to convince me, you know, at least say it. I appreciate it because we're really trying to grow this thing. And truly, truly trying to make it bigger because my job is to show positive images of us. Because you telling me, please tell me one show. Give me one. I'm trying to name one because I don't watch a lot of television anymore, but I do read a lot. And like and subscribe, Doc Holiday Show, and share. Hit the notification bell. Hit, what, what happens when you hit the notification bell? You'll know when. Yeah, the, the ding. Ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll let you know when we got a new episode up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you hit the notification bell, it's going to show on your timeline. Right. Now, if, I mean, everybody ain't got to agree with me, and that's the thing about it. We don't always have to agree one another, but it doesn't have to be any consternation attached to it. Don't have to be no arguing. 
It ain't got to be no, I hate you, punk ass motherfucker. It ain't got to be that. We can disagree cordially. I've had great conversations. I'm different now because at one point, your ass didn't agree with me. We fighting. Right or wrong, Kat? Right. I was dead ass wrong for that. <laughs> it was my way or nothing. You don't, you don't, motherfucker, you don't agree with me? Well, let's fight it out then. But now, bro, we, we, that's got to stop. So we can disagree. We can agree to disagree. And let's have the discussion. Because this is the discussion that has to be had. Jermaine Swaggerty, he, he, Jermaine Swaggerty left, he left a comment. Bro, a lot of people are not going to like this, but it's much needed. Keep pushing through. You're right. You're right. But it has to be, it has to be talked about. It has to. Because it has to be a change. And who can change it? Who can change it? And yeah, that 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 feminist movement which says that, you know, I'm a strong black man. I'm a strong black woman. I don't need no man. How many other races of people, women say that? I don't see it. Mm, no? I don't either. But they got us saying it. Exactly. I'm a strong black woman. I don't need no man. It's the reason why they do that now. You, no other race of woman does that. But they tell our women to do that. Because together, that's too much power, bro. Mm -hmm. Black man and black woman together, that's too much power, bro. Try to break the black family. Yeah. Now, we helping. But at some point, we got to wake up. Some point we got to wake the fuck up and be like, man, enough, enough is enough. We can't sit back passively, man, and let out. This shit is destructive, yeah. bro. Our young people are killing one another, man, and even killing us. Like they don't give a damn. How many of us you think on the face of the earth if we keep going this way? And if you expecting somebody else to address our issues and really want our issues to stop, you crazy as hell. Well, I ain't going to call you crazy, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little crazy too. I ain't going to say that, but it, I, let me rephrase that. If you think somebody else want to help us stop our issues when we are destroying one another, uh, I don't agree with you. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you. I just know I have some kind of responsibility. Because you got to have some kind of purpose in life. I don't know what people's religious beliefs are, or what you know, but I believe in the Most High God. I believe in the Creator. I believe you have to answer to Him for the things you do here and the things you don't do here. Not only do I believe that, I know that wholeheartedly. So it ain't all about I was well. I was nice. I held the door for someone. I gave somebody a dollar. Okay. But when you saw your young brother, your young sister doing something they ain't supposed to do, doing something you know that I don't want them to do. Because a lot of us say we believe in God, right? Right? Right. right. Or they should, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of us read the Bible and go to church. Right. right? So yeah. how can you do that? And there are things in there like laws, statutes, and commandments, right? Because a lot of us go to church. We're very spiritual now. But he has laws, statutes, and commandments and advice from prophets and stuff. 
He's written down, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't have nothing to do with this. And we see that happening and be like, well, oh, that's fine. Because that's my friend. Oh, that's my family member. So, I right, so forget. You don't care nothing about making God mad. You don't want to make your friends and your family mad. When they doing something, you know the most high said don't do. Okay. All right, ain't your business. Scriptures say open rebuke is better than secret love. That means if I see you doing something that's going to, you ain't supposed to be doing, that's not constructive, beneficial to not only to you, but to us as a unit, I say something to you. Especially if you're my friend or you're my family, I got to say something to you. You ain't got to listen, but I got to say something to you. Because I know for a fact the most high going to be like, well, you saw that. What you do about it? Because I've hit, I, I've literally had dreams well, I was asked just that. What you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? So that's how I know this my path is part of my purpose. Because you can sit up and say, it ain't my business. It's not until it is your business. Oh, they don't, you don't care. No, they, they doing it to each other until it hits your family. Because I didn't have people murdered. I know murderers. I know people who have murdered. I don't think they're murderers anymore. I know people who have murdered. I know people who have sold drugs. I know people who have robbed. I know people who have stolen. I know people who have gang, been a part of gangs. I know people who are still part of gangs. I love them. But anytime we have a discussion, I let my feelings be known. And we have a nice, respectful conversation. Whether they listen or not, that's not my, I, I can't control whether they listen or not. But it's us to have, this, it's up to me to have the discussion. Say how I feel, because if I'm doing something, I want people who care about me or know me to pull my coattail. I want to know. But I say music makes madness because it does. Because if we stop, listening to the kind of music that's pumped out only to us now. Let me say that again. Only to us. Well, that reflects what goes on in our community. Well, I know a lot of people who, who got their engineers. I ain't going to start calling them. I know a lot of people got great jobs. Painters. They feed people in the community. They go to work every day. They're professional. They're respectful. They prop up their brother. They prop up their sister. They still invent and create things. That's part of our experience, too. We can't rap about that. We can't get music about that. Cash, we can't, we, can't, we can't rap about that. Oh, yeah. We did it before. Because I know. Because even in the 90s, man, even when, when, when they start matriculating in, but a lot of those rappers were still like Ball and G, man, my favorite rap group. Them cats was just jamming. Outcast just putting out great music, jamming. Bone Thugs, jamming. Buster Rhymes, jamming. Biggie, Tupac. <laughs> they, were, they were nice, though, but I'm just saying. That's the music that we fed only to us. I just asked us to think about it. 
You ain't got to, I mean, that's on you. I just ask us to think about it. Because if we stop promoting it, we'll force them to change to give us something else. Yeah. Just like on television. Man, how many damn movies and TV shows can we have about us selling drugs? Glorifying. Or drug families. Glorifying it. That's or how stripping. That's how, can you, that's how you're going to get it. How many shows can we have? They, they, they push the Cosby's out, man. The Cosby's? Yeah, Mighty Mar? Yeah. Sanford and Son? Even Good Time? They were broke as a motherfucker, but James Evan was in the house. Yeah, <laughs> he was working. He was working in the projects. Yes. Provide for everybody. Yeah. The, the show where Urkel, he was corny. What was the name of that Family show? Matters. Family Matters. Living single, different world. Damn, bro. I think I'm missing another real, real good black show, but can't miss, uh, can't leave out the college showing Martin. Uh, uh, the, Martin. the college joint. Uh, uh, different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah different, different world. world. Spin right, off from right. the college show. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, we don't even get them TV shows anymore. No, we don't. We'll watch it. You give it to us. Mm-hmm. They won't give us that. But as I say, we got to take some responsibility as well now. They ain't, they ain't putting their hand on the finger trigger with us and making us shoot and look at each other that way. But I'm just saying, man, we can't. We keep doing this to one another. How, how much longer y'all expect us to survive if don't nobody say nothing and try to stop it? But thank you all for tuning in. Once again, appreciate it. If you like the Doc Holiday Show, please like and subscribe and share. Hit the notification button. We appreciate you. If you like the content and continue to want to support it, hey, support it. It's, it's, it's appreciated because me and Cassius is just us with the help of the most high. Trying to do something different, trying to build something different. That's what I'm trying to do. Because I tell people I didn't had about five or six TV job offers since I decided to leave one of the local television stations here in Memphis, the station that shall not be named. <laughs> Last in 2020. Because I was dealing with the racism shit. But just trying to do something good. And you know, like I said, man, whether you whether you agree or not, we can have we can agree to disagree. That's fine, but the conversation has to be had. I just want us to think, just sit back for a minute and because I know some of us don't still live in the, you know, we still we don't live in predominantly black neighborhoods. That's that's cool. I ain't judging against that because but I do. Because I love being a we need us. And the reason why this show is directed at us is because I think I think about it like this. Think about it like this, Cash. Just say a paramedic shows up to the scene of an accident, right? right. First three people he see, they fine. They walking, right? Right. Somebody on the on the motherfucker on the ground with a bullet wound or they leg broken. Who we going to? The motherfucker that's hurt. Right. Ain't we the people that's hurt? Right. So we the people we gotta go to. Right. And if we don't want to fix each other, why would anybody else want to do so? Why? Shit, they don't care. I still remember that, that KKK guy that KKK guy said these like, we don't have to go around there doing that shit no more. They just kill one another. Mm-hmm. And they and they rap about it. And they glorify it on social media. Like it's a badge of honor. Like it's a badge of honor. But I know a lot of the people I grew up that was living that lifestyle, they wish they wouldn't have did that because a lot, when your, man, when your mind in your 20s and late teens, your ass think you can do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. 
You invincible. And it's easy. It's still, especially black men. I tell them, I was saying, bro, we don't mature mentally until we damn near in our 40s, bro. Yeah. So the, a 30, uh, the mind of a 22-year-old dude, well, for probably, you're probably two. <laughs> he just can walk. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest, bro, because yeah. that was me. You ain't thinking. You're like, shit, I can do whatever I want to do. They don't care, don't care about that. Yeah, that's cool. That, nah, shit ain't cool. But anything else you want to you, you want to add, Cash, before we wrap it up, man? I just oh, appreciate man. everybody that tuned in. Great questions. I appreciate this is a movement that's not going to stop unless the most high stops it. So, Yeah, so and then another thing is, people, if y'all have any topics yeah. y'all like to discuss, yeah, just, just put them in the comments. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll acknowledge them and we'll get to them. We'll make uh, episodes about them. We'll acknowledge them. Spell acknowledge them. Hey, man, look. Man. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm doing too much stuff over here already, man. No, he, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> Cash McGowan, ISR Productions. I'm going to tell you what he's doing now. He's working the camera. He makes sure the live streams are going. He got a switcher over there. I told him to make sure his mic and his camera is on because people want to hear and see him, and but, I want to talk to him because the chicken dude I, got a lot of good knowledge. I got the mic on, but forgot to turn the camera on. Oh, well, he got to see. He forgot to turn the camera but on. But they can still hear my voice. But yeah. he's doing a whole bunch of different things. At one time, yeah. At one time. So I appreciate it. But, man, it's a genius, man. It's me and him with the help of the most high trying to make this thing work. So, But appreciate you all's support. We're going to continue and hopefully make this grow. But we need you all support. But thank you all for tuning uh, in. Hold on, but, uh, you got Bobby Holiday, my brother. What's up, hey, Bobby? Yeah, Bobby said, "How many privileged clubs, white clubs, yell out to the woman? Where my independent, where my independent, don't need no man, woman at? Just yeah. black clubs, yeah, 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 man. And you know what? And also, I had a, I had this comment earlier. And Bobby, you right, bro? You right? I mean, we we do that. Who need no? No, yes, you do. We need one another." But they pull, 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 they pull that on the system now. I'm talking about a system. And when I tell you now, this is a worldwide system. And it's all about us. That's why anywhere you go in the world, your head look like this, you got some problems. Because it's a system. But he's right. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. And, um, and the thing... Uh, and the thing about that feminist movement that we don't need, you know, strong black woman, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are strong. Mm-hmm. But you know who started that? Gloria Steinem. Who was it? She was like an activist, activist. Mm-hmm. But she was really a, a CIA agent when you read when you read up on it. Really? And that was her job, to raise up the black feminist movement. Right. To help further separate the black man from the black woman. It ain't me making it up now. You can read it. Gloria Steinem. And what they did, they promoted a, a, a black woman that really, no one I'd never heard of till they put her on the, let me see, put her on the cover. I'm going to wrap this up. Hold on. Let me see. I tell you, man, you just have to read. Just have to read. Yeah, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in also and liking and subscribing their YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. Here it is, bro. Gloria Steinem. She was a journalist. She uh spokeswoman for the American feminist movement in the late 1960s and 70s. And she was part of the CIA-founded National Women's Political Caucus. She published an article after Black Power, Women's Liberation. 
which brought her to national fame as a see after you went from black power when the black man and the black woman was really standing together mm-hmm. no get the black women be a part of the feminist movement so that'll further separate them like you don't need him you good but other races of women weren't doing that Mm-mm. but they made our sisters do that and we still fall for it to this day and programming it's part of the plan, part of the game. Uh, somebody said up top in the comments, it says just, uh, what they say as far as the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. The Matrix. Yeah, we living in the Matrix, Mr. Jared Green. G. Green, he right, bro. What, hey, you see, people think you crazy when you start saying stuff like that, but the more you read, man, uh, the more you read and research, you'll understand what the hell is going on. I'm telling you, bro, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, but reality is a lot more stranger than a lot more strange than fiction. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. See, and when you watch these movies, they tell you what the hell is going on. They tell you who we are. Yeah. They tell you how powerful we are. And they tell you how powerful we are together. But they, the most important, they tell you who we are. Right. But if you don't know that, you don't know what you you're looking at stuff for entertainment, value. Mm-hmm. No. Cause I tell you, bro, that's why we did the show on. Black brilliance, all the black inventors, all the things we have invented that you all possibly don't know. But everything from this right here yeah. to that light, to that video camera, right, to the computer, to the GPS, y'all go use to go stalk somebody. We, we invented that. Yeah, everything. Well, yeah, we did. I, just, just look it up. So, yeah, you, you just never you just got to read. And the movie Project Power. Yeah, I never seen the movie Project Power with Jamie Foxx. Just watch it. Yeah, I saw that joint. Letting you know how powerful we are. Letting you know why they wanted all of us to send in our DNA a couple of years ago for ancestry tests. That's cool. Which don't tell you nothing. You're 80% European. Well, Europe is actually part of Africa, and the first Europeans were African. So, yeah, that's probably accurate. Right. You're 70% Asian. Well, Asia is actually part of African, and Africans, black people were the first Asians. I ain't making it up. You can look it up. So that's accurate. Right? Right. 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 Well, that's another conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you all watching. We won't have any more comments in because I don't want to leave nobody handy. We good? Let me check and make sure. And you're right, man. Thanks for everybody for, for watching. Appreciate the questions. Great questions. Great interaction. We're good. All the questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But thank you so much. That's going to do it for another episode of the Doc Holiday Show, a live episode of the Doc Holiday Show, where we love to uplift black men, black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty, Cassius McGowan, ISF Productions. I appreciate you, man, and appreciate you all as well. And all praises to the Most High. It is he that I serve, and I'm here to serve you all. Unselfishly, selflessly, and give you all all of me because I have a different purpose. My purpose is the uplift of us. Thanks for watching.